Welcome back to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the ocean state. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a great day, as always. Um, today, we kind of revive our brewery tour. Yeah, we keep just like, we, we're, we're smattering them we're in We're smattering them in now. So today, we had Mark Stone and Efren Hidalgo from Providence Brewing Company. Efren is the owner and head brewer. Mark is um, the assistant brewer, and they were both so fun to talk to. I love them both so much. We gave um, Mark some funny nicknames throughout the episode, which I always love a little a little sarcasm and a little humor. And it was Way so a bit fun. of banter. A little banter. Um, no, it was really cool. They talked about how their original spot was in North Providence. And then over COVID, a bunch of stuff happened and the, the location ended up evicting them um, through, you know, a bunch of different things. And they found their new home at Farm Fresh um, on the West End, which is incredible. Yeah, it's awesome for them, I think. I think it's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Farm Fresh building is really yeah. cool with all the different businesses. And then when the, the farmer's markets and the PBD mm-hmm. fleet come back. And then obviously we bring this up a bunch of times in the episode because we're a big fan of that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you have Isco and you have Revival. Yep. And it's just a really cool area. I yeah. think it's a good opportunity. Totally. And it feels like that's what kind of like where they belong. Not to say that their other location didn't suit them well, but I feel like this one suits them better. And I'm very excited for them. Um, we got to talk about like their favorite beers and what they like to brew. Some funny like mis- haps along the way um which is always fun to learn about because i think it always brings that like human aspect to to the the businesses that we know and love so yeah it was so much fun yeah and the fun uh advent of bringing frozen beer to frozen beer to rhode island i find very interesting yeah um so efren learned about frozen beer on a trip to florida with his wife and kids and he noticed that a lot of places were offering this so he came up back to his um brewery and was like hey let's give it a shot and he said that they can't keep it on tap yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me people yeah. like frozen stuff i want to try it yeah I it was one it. i don't know i couldn't i don't i'm not really sure if it's still on tap but there's one um that's like a pump basically like a pumpkin spice latte but frozen beer and i want to try it so bad <laughs> right up your alley hey! even though i technically hate pumpkin spice i'm not a pumpkin spice guy I'm not either, but I feel like in that with like the the beer flavor in the pumpkin spice, I feel like it would balance nicely. So I feel like yeah, I I'm could sure it would. get behind that. Yeah. Why don't you give it a shot? Yeah, why not? See what happens. Try it up. Yeah. Um, but no, they were incredible. If if you're, you know, out exploring the West End, if you go to um the Providence Flea when it gets back into Farm Fresh, give them a shout, say hi, um, and learn about them and their beer. It was fun. Yeah, I think everybody will enjoy it. Uh, they were super interesting to talk to. It's a really cool story. Um, you know, like we said, it kind of meanders from a different location to this location and, you know, all the stuff in between. Uh, and I think everybody's going to like it. Yes, everyone have fun listening to our friends from Providence Brewing Company. Yep, enjoy. Bye. Bye. We are, we are good. We're rolling now. Oh, so excited. So we're here with two people. I love when we have two guests. It's Usually we have one. So when we have two, it's just like a whole new, it's a whole new world. It's incredible. So we're here with two of the amazing gentlemen from Providence Brewing Company. We have Mark and we have Efren. Efren. Or as I like to call him, Zach Efron. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's the last I'm going to talk about that. Um, so we have Efren, you're the owner and brewer. And Mark, you're also a brewer. Correct. How did you guys meet? <laughs> I was swiping right. Ah, nice, nice, nice. You had a good profile pic? Uh, we met through a mutual friend of mm-hmm. ours named Don, who I have been lifelong friends with. And as recently as a few years ago, um, Efren and Don's kids were together in school. Mm. Um, and that's where they met. And it was right around the nascent time of the brewery when he yep. was starting to uh, transition it from being a hobbyist level at home mm-hmm. and uh, starting to get the ball rolling on opening a physical location. And that's in and of itself is a pretty long story about what it took to secure the name <laughs> for Providence Brewing, um, working with the city of North Providence mm-hmm. to change the laws there so that we could open. So that was all kind of in the formative stages. So um, Don became involved. And then because, you know, Don and I are lifelong friends, yeah. he got me involved because mm-hmm. there was a need. 
Um, and that's sort of how it happened. If you don't mind me, I'm going to split the convo up for just the first half, just because I'm curious about each of your sort of like sure. relation with beer, brewing beer. So Mark, I'm going to start with you. Okay. So have you always been interested in beer? Like what started that? <laughs> You're mean, like, yes, since yes, birth. Sa sadly, I guess I have been interested in beer uh, since the first birth. sips of my dad's Budweiser's yep. that I drank when I was pretty young. Yep. And, you know, I'm I'm old enough to have started becoming interested in beer during some of the earliest days of craft brewing. I mean, I wouldn't say I was there from day one, but mm -hmm. I went to college in Boston uh, in the early 80s, mm -hmm. and there were already um, some startup breweries there, and better imported beer was available. So pretty much from the time I've been able to drink beer, I've been interested in finding better beer, better beer. And, and seeking mm -hmm. that out. And mm -hmm. that was always a big part of what I would do if I went on vacation anywhere was go on tours of the local breweries. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I have been interested in it for a long time and had done a bit of home brewing. But at the time that I became involved with the brewery four or five years ago, I was in a completely different line of work and oh. wasn't doing any home brewing or anything like that. So really? it, was, it was. So he brought you back. That's right. I love that. <laughs> what were you doing before brewing? 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, so initially it's, my involvement with the brewery. It's brewerizing. Brewerizing. <laughs> a brew right. tender. Yeah. Yes. Um, when I first got involved with the brewery mm. five or six years back when we were trying to get open, um, my involvement was really just as a small part mm. owner, a really small minority stake mm. in the business and kind of putting a lot of sweat equity into helping us get mm. open. Mm -hmm. um, it was only much more recently in uh, June of 2020 that I took over as our brewer. We oh, had yeah. we had employed someone else previously and they moved on mm. and the opportunity became available and mm. they offered it to me and, and I decided to take it. Uh, at that time, I was working as the state director of a human services agency for developmentally disabled adults. Oh, okay. Um, so a completely, completely diff different, completely different line of work. Yeah. Do you feel like um, since becoming, since moving over to the brew side of things and kind of getting to do something you've always loved, mm -hmm. do you feel like? you like love to go to work. I know, obviously there's always tricky parts of work. I know, I know, but like the overall feeling. Um, it, it suits me really well at mm. this point in yeah. my life. Um, I loved what I did previously, mm. but it's also incredibly stressful yeah. work. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I loved working with the participants that we served, yeah. um, and that population in general, but, uh, as far as being at the administrative level mm. of a position like that, the amount of state and federal oversight mm. and compliance that there is and yeah. documentation and the expectations that mm. just go mm. up and up all the time and the number of federal mandates that we were working under, um, most of them which were on unfunded mandates. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, it became increasingly untenable as mm. time went on. Mm. And the agency that I was working for not long after I left the company actually pulled out of Rhode Island altogether oh, wow. just because the, the, the whole funding mechanism and reimbursement that the state provides, it's all Medicaid money. Mm. So it's a mix of federal and state dollars. Mm. Um, so yes, he does like coming to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny when we have because we've had a few people on similarly who were do who were doing something like completely different, not yeah. even in the same like the guy um, Stu from Fearless Fish, right? He's a fishmonger. He owns mm -hmm. a fish market. He was like an advertising in advertising and marketing, and then he was like, "Screw that! I'm selling fish." Yeah, it's a like it's cool to to you know to be in something that's really serious and really hard, and then you know. Doing what you're doing now is still very difficult, but it's a different difficult. Yeah, it's completely different. Mm. And it's really other than the beer tenders who serve our product, Efren mm. and I are the only two employees. And so we do everything. We do everything. There. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm by myself there frequently. And yeah. so the, it's a completely different kind of mm. difficult or stressful. And yep. so, yeah, I mean, I guess I've transitioned a number of times before I was in human services. I was working as a mortgage originator. Yep. So, so, right, I was in the financial services sector. So a yeah. bunch of fairly 
dramatic changes over yeah. over time. Well, and it takes time, I think, to really learn what you want to do and like learn what makes you happy. And it, it it's nice that you knew Don, your lifelong friend, who yep. introduced you to Efren. Yep. And now look where we are. Here we are. And we've met at this pillar. Can you explain your relationship with beer, Efren, and what got you started and what got why you wanted to start this? Sure. Um, I think similar to Don, I think my first introduction to any kind of beer was through my father. Um, and, it, and that kind of foreshadowed some of the things that I discovered later on in life yeah. when I decided to open up a brewery, uh, some of the conversations I had with him with regards to that. But um, for me, the, I think the first time I truly got into craft was at a friend's home. Uh, we were invited, my wife and I were invited for dinner um, and he served us a craft beer. beer. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't into beer. Mm. Uh, I was more of a bourbon or a scotch person. So for mm. me, it was like, okay, you know, um, I tried it. I really liked it. Mm. And, uh, you know, at the end of dinner, we talked about it and I asked him, oh, what, you know, what, who makes this? And he, and he told me I made it. Oh, he made it. He made it. Oh, and, oh damn. And, and, yeah. And I was like, you know, shut up. You know, that's impossible. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, really, I made it. And then he showed me, um, you know, where he has his, where he had his keyser and kegs and everything ho mm. uh, hooked up and uh, brewing equipment. And he invited me um, shortly after, a week later or two, to come brew with him. And that was where I got the bug. Yeah. And that really then turned from a hobby into an obsession mm. um, where I was brewing instead of once a month, I was starting to brew once a week. Wow. And the equipment got more complicated and the beer being produced became plentiful. Mm. And, you know, and as that was happening, your brain starts thinking, well, you know, if my friends like it, maybe I'm good at it. Yeah. But, you know, your friends are only going to tell you they like it because <laughs> you're giving it to them. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Or because it's actually good. Or because it's actually good, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's one of those where it, it it was a great hobby that, like I said, turned into an obsession um, which eventually to Mark's point earlier was that in 2013, as a home brewer, I was already looking at the thought of maybe, well, what happens mm. if I decide to do this professionally? What, what is it going to take? And if anything, you know, let's start with the most basic piece of it. It's like, let's find a name. And I love the name. Thank you. Um, and, um, and the logo is badass. <laughs> Thanks. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, that, that went through a lot of iterations um, and a lot of uh, um, sessions of trying to figure out the right right approach. Mm. Um, but the, uh, you, you know, in 2013, I found the, the brand uh, accidentally because I, you know, I was like, I'm going to call myself the Providence Brewing. Mm. Did a quick web search and realized, wow, that there's something here in the past in Providence that existed called the Providence Brewing Company. And so I did some more researching and realized that there was um, a dead trademark to it. Oh. So I quickly, you know. Grabbed it. Grabbed it and took ownership of that in the Providence Brewery, which was the really one of the first breweries in the state yeah. down in Newport. And then Providence Brewing Company opened in, uh, was it 1896? And, um, and and from that point forward, it was like the, the beginning stages of, okay, now mm. I've got something yep. that could be something. something. Yeah. And what do I do next? But, you know, at that time, between 2013 and 2016, you, there, there was no real concept of a, a brewery yep. with a tap room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the laws were very specific about yeah. you can only have uh, visits into the manufacturing side of it and then you give somebody you something can taste. free. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then it wasn't until 2016 when the laws started to change that that opportunity turned into a reality. Mm. And to Mark's point, it's, you know, the 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 big part was where do we find where do I find this place that is going to where do I put this place that is going to be mm -hmm. a brewery someday that we can afford that, that we can, can afford. afford right. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. I, I was starting with a shoestring, which, uh, which I didn't have any shoestrings. <laughs> so, uh, came across this great little spot in North Providence and, and, you know, worked with the town and the, mm -hmm. the mayor and, 
and the the town officials to to change the law. That's insane. Yeah, and it, it was a you know because the town only meets at the time once a month, mm-hmm. and so it was a once a month thing. Yeah. You know, you had to go through this, go to go through that, and and then eventually we got to that point where they accepted it, and well, then we were able to open. Um, but you know, fast forward, uh, COVID. 2019, everything got shut down. Yeah. We, we let go our 20. staff. 2020? 2020. Was it? Yeah. It feels like it was 2019. <laughs> Honestly, it's all a time warp. Yeah. It's, you could have said 20. Uh, yeah, I could have said 12, 18. And I would have been like, oh, 19, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we shut down. Mm-hmm. And it was just Mark and I um, really running operations, couldn't sell anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they opened, obviously, Gina opened up the ability for for, for stores like breweries, bars, yeah, for thing. takeout. Um, and that gave us a lifeblood um, opportunity. But all of that, the revenue that we made from there went back to our staff. Mm. Um, so we kept zero dollars wow. in that. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately enough, our landlord at the time, uh, before he passed away, was just like, you know, don't worry about rent. Wow. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. But and, also he probably saw how, like, I mean, there was a, that during that time, everyone was like, Everything in hot water. Yeah. yeah. Like, what were exactly. you going to do? Like, right. you're right. paying like your, your, you know, your beer tenders or your servers, whoever, who are also struggling. Like, yep. everyone was struggling. So that's yep. really nice that he yeah. so was we, able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, we opened for business uh, Memorial Day weekend of 18. Of 20. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic shut us down in March of 20, we were just shy of our second anniversary. Wow. And I came on as brewer, as I mentioned, in June, which mm. coincided with the governor's plan to allow businesses to reopen. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, to- no, no. You came on board and well, then well, the, you know, the country shut down. And the first words out of his mouth were, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> so while we were closed down from March to June of that year, kind of going back to a point you had mentioned before we started, um, we were able to do some canning with another local brewery, right. which we didn't, we, we don't own a canning line. We still yeah. don't. They're incredibly expensive and yeah. we're trying to figure out, you know, how and where and all of that. And so the canning that we've done to this point, we've done with other breweries. And so um, we did some can sales to go oh, during incredible. that time frame. Yeah. And then when we did get reopened in June, um, I believe it was my eighth day on the job as a brewer was when we got an eviction notice <gasps> from no. our land. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I came on in June and about eight days later, yeah. we got evicted. And, and, and it was everyone in the plaza. The landlord just had a completely different concept for what he wanted to do with so the, the or- building. Right. The original landlord had passed away uh-huh. and his son, his son uh, had taken over and we weren't able to come to terms with him. And he had a different plan for the the whole plaza than mm-hmm. what his father had done. And mm-hmm. so we weren't able to come to terms with him. And so we held on through the end of 20. We served our last guests there over Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. And then we spent the month of December disassembling the brewery and putting it into four storage units you know, but concurrent with that, we were already looking at our new mm-hmm. location yeah. and in the formative stages of discussions with the Farm Fresh people. Yeah, right. which is like, I'm so happy that the Farm Fresh situation happened because I think it gave like space to so many cool um, restaurants, vendors, stores to have yep. brick and mortars. To, mm-hmm. And being in that area where there's like um, the flea is there and they have farmers markets and it brings a whole new group of people right. who may have not seen your business before or like red's hot sauce i know they're in there right the right scoops in there like who maybe never would have gone to those specific areas right. to shop the farmer's market now they can be like hey i want to stop and get a beer like right. hey i want to yeah how did that come about did you know they were opening that space and you said hey do you guys want a brewery or did you know they were looking for a brewery and you threw your hat in the ring so um n- n- no and no but I'm glad you asked it because um, Mark had worked when he worked at, at his previous life. Um, he knew the property owner uh, or the property manager, the management company. Right. And the management company, the, the person that he spoke with is like, listen, there's a place over here on Acorn Street that I manage. Why don't you come take a look? Yeah. So Mark and Don went and took a look. Um, at this time, I mean, I was still working my full-time day job. Oh my goodness. Um, 
And, you know, they went and took a look, but the, the, you know, the cost to get us from ground zero to operational was just too much because there was not going to be any, you know, financial part of it from investment on the part of the, the, the property owner yep. right. to bring it up to a but certain the scale cost, for us. Right. The cost per square footage for the raw space was dirt cheap, yeah. but there was going to be nothing uh, in the way of renovation right. money from the owner. And so I it was see. a build out that we would not have been able to afford. I see. Sorry, just to fill in the blanks yep. of no, it's helpful. what he was saying. Right. Yeah. And so from that, from that meeting, it was, well, listen, there's a new facility opening up right here on Sims and Kinsley. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go take a look? So that's where Eric, the, the gentleman that, that uh, brokered the, uh, the, the conversation with the folks from Farm Fresh and us um, happened. And, and at that point, we, you know, as soon as we walked into the building, mm-hmm. um, this was months before they had opened the building up to the public. Yep. Um, we, you know, we quickly realized, okay, across the street on Sims is Industrial Spirits. Let's go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right next door. Lost Valley Revival, yeah, you know, and this this really became an opportunity because it's like now, hey, if we are able to open up here, this turns into a destination, such a destination, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the first step in in us actually finding out to for us if we could be a part of Farm Fresh was to actually speak with Sean next door mm-hmm. at Revival because. We're we would be entering into his turf. Yeah, yeah, and that that was the first thing that that I did is like, hey, Sean, um, I'm looking at Farm Fresh as an opportunity. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with us moving in? Do you have you know? If not, I totally get it. Yeah, he welcomed us with open Aww. arms, and he was you know I he's wonderful. That. Yeah, yeah. So he you know he looked at it in, a, in the same uh, light that we did. This is only going to turn us into a destination. And yeah, a huge destination. Right? So, it's great. Yeah. So Plus, fast people like the brewery hop. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Spend a little time here, a little Especially time there, go area. over to Esco, right. exactly. grab some tacos at Tallulah's. You exactly. Know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so that really is the impetus behind why we moved into Farm Fresh. Mm-hmm. It's like we are looking at it from a bigger picture that that whole area is being revitalized and yeah. where it is today to where it's going to be in the next few years yeah. is night and day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, so we were excited about that part of it. Yeah, um, I love that. And I think even, I know I s- mentioned that I don't really love beer, but like when my husband and I are in that area, like we start at Isco, I get a cocktail, then we go to your spot, then we shop around a little bit, then we go to Revival, get a pizza, yeah. like, and he gets beer and I don't. But like, you know what I mean? Like you said, it's a destination. There's so many things to do in yep. that one little spot. You park your car. Yep. You can keep it there. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. You can walk, you know, around. You can sit outside. You can sit inside. Like it just makes it like a very easy place to go on right. a Saturday night, yeah. on a Friday night. As, as someone who's lived in Providence a really long time, it mm. still kind of blows my mind that that part of town is a destination at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, as recently as seven or eight years ago, that's a part of town where you wouldn't want to be after dark unless yeah. you were looking for trouble. Yeah. Um, and so now the fact that on any given Isn't Friday or Saturday. Looking for trouble? <laughs> on any given Sweet. Friday or Saturday night. What do we night. call them? Sweepy looking for trouble? <laughs> Old Stone. Sweepy. Old Sweepy Old looking for trouble. Stone. Yep. Right? Your last name's Stone? It is. What a yeah. cool last name. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Jasmine um, is his middle name, really. Oh, even better. I love that. Um, I had a quick question. Just made up facts going yeah. through the entire Yeah, this whole thing is just going to be like a bunch of made up stuff. Um, when you were talking about Efren. Um, intro- when he was talking about Efren? No, or when, when you were talking oh, Efren. Gotcha. I picked up on one thing that you said about when you first like got into like the brewery, you became obsessed. Yeah. Because beer was kind of new to, or craft beer was new to you, were you obsessed with like finding the perfect taste or like the mechanics of it or like what part of it like did you like love the most? The the actual mechanics of it yeah. was fascinating to me. The actual the then the the chemical reactions, the process mm. of converting one thing to something else to seeing it's alchemy. Some, it is I love yeah it. right. It's magic. That's your middle name, <laughs> right? Yeah, alchemy. Mark yeah. alchemy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine old sweepy. Um, um, so you like that part was like what really that connected was fascinating you. to me. Mm. And then understanding that really became the obsession. Mm-hmm. Now the once that part was starting to get satiated, it was then like, okay, well, 
you know, I can, I can do this. That's great. Now, what if I do that? Mm. Can I try something different in place of it? Exactly. So the Mm -hmm. experimentation piece of it came through. Yeah. Um, and for me in my professional life prior to becoming. Yeah. What were you doing before this? So I used to be a user experience researcher. Oh. um, And for me, it was always about kind of understanding the problem and then, you know, finding out possible ways in which we can address it and then testing. Mm. Um, and part of it for me has always been testing is the most important piece, but failure is the key to success. Mm. And, and one of the things that, you know, when we were in North Providence, you know, and a lot of our stuff wasn't perfect, Mm. but it was an opportunity for us to learn, okay, this is what we did in this one. What did we like? What didn't we like? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now let's employ what we liked in that one and avoid these other things along the way. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, you know, it, it's been the the obsession with the process has never abated. You still me. have it. Oh, yeah. 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 And how about Mark? Like your obsession? I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if you were to say you're obsessed with a part of the process, what would it be? Um, you're like, I'm not obsessed. I actually <laughs> I'm, hate beer. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Well, you know, actually, I that's funny. I think about that frequently um, mm. because when I hear other brewers talk about it and their passion for it or and or obsession or however you want to phrase it, um, for me, the part that's most important is attention to detail mm. and doing things well and being able to improve upon those and replicate those processes when we hit on something yeah. great. And so... Um, yeah, my, I'm certainly interested in beer. Uh, I love working there. I think we do a great job, mm. but for me, the real satisfaction is in the things I just said, yeah. um, trying to put out a consistently excellent product, mm-hmm. um, and being able to replicate those r- results again mm. and again and again. So mm-hmm. it's really more about attention to detail for me that. than anything yeah. else. Yeah. And, and we take copious notes especially when we're brewing because if any change happens it's intended for us to be able to kind of go back into those notes and look okay well okay so we didn't do this step Mm. and then we kind of go back and think about well why didn't we do this step Mm. and and we don't really have to go too far because it'll be written down in the notes Mm. it's like what was the result if we didn't do this step was it better was it worse like what was the result in of the missing of that step yeah um have you ever done a beer that is like so wacky but like came out so good. Uh, uh, <laughs> I ask any, anytime I've talked to a brewer or a, or a vineyard person, I always ask this question. Is there uh, like Captain Crunch in it or something? So there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a We've couple of We've worked with beers. Oreos a few times. Um, so that one was, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up three unique experiences. Two not so great. One but, fantastic. But really kind of surprised us. Yeah. And one, you know, the Oreo beer mm. really kind of actually I'll bring a fourth one. Um, <laughs> one was a, one was an, uh, a, an answer to a challenge, mm. right? It was more of a, you know, yeah, we can do this and here's proof of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the first two I'm going to talk about were the, oh God, why did we do this? Or ah. how did this happen? Um, one was a, a porter that we were making in our old location. that was a root beer porter. Ooh. And unfortunately it got infected out of a very simple mistake which is the 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 sassafras roots that we were using when we finished from the boil we put them into a bucket mm-hmm. this was before mark um so it was my attention to detail right it wasn't my fault yeah, well, yeah no, you weren't there to fault. no 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 not at all <laughs> um and I, I i take the hit for this one uh because you know I didn't communicate clearly with the assistant brewer this is what we need to do take these out put them into this container and let's you know, add X, Y, Z into this container to keep it from getting infected. Right. Um, after boiling, they were sterile is what he's trying Ah. to say. So let's, let's reintroduce them them at a later step in the, in the process, they needed to remain sterile Ah. and they weren't, and they weren't. So we reintroduced it in a later step, which Mm -hmm. was to bring back those roots in order to give it, um, the, that beer, that Porter, that root beer flavor again. Um, well, when we reintroduced it, Again, in my head, I thought I clearly communicated, let's keep it, let's keep them sterile. They yeah. weren't. We, and next thing you know, we've got vinegar. <gasps> yeah. Which, oh, no. which was interesting because in and of itself, when, uh, when we carbonated it, it tasted interestingly Good. okay. Yeah. 
I mean, but well, what's the vinegary. thing called kombucha? Isn't that like just basically carbonated vinegar? Isn't kombucha kind of like that? You made kombucha? Kinda? I, I've yeah. never made kombucha, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it was like a vaguely root beery, sour porter. Mm. It wasn't okay. horrible, but it wasn't true to style at all. Right. Uh-huh. It wasn't what and we intended. People enjoyed and, it. People bought it. They drank it. They liked it. But we, you know, we caveat it and yeah. telling them, listen, this isn't what we wanted. Yeah, we didn't want the result on this one. Mm. Another one was. Um, you know, again, not Mark, my previous assistant <laughs> brewer. Sweepy, you needed to come in on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> was, you know, the confusion of ounces to pounds or ah. not being able, you know, not reading the, the conversion the conversion correctly. And instead of 15.7 ounces, it ended up 15.7 pounds of, <laughs> of hops, of hops, which oh, are no. incredibly galaxy, expensive. Yeah, galaxy hops you may know. and citra hops. So it was... 30 point, you know, it was 31.4 oh my pounds God. of, of what this. did that make the beer taste like? Was so, it undrinkable or it, was it good? Let, let me put it, let me put it to you in such a way that, that w- there was a review on, on untapped, which blew our socks off, which we loved. And we used it in, in further advertising for yeah. that beer. Um, it, it, they said that it was like, you know, when they drank the beer, it scraped, all the taste buds off of their tongue. <laughs> and it was as if they took a, a, a scrub brush to their throat. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, that was the, the net oh result of, the, of what it tasted like. Oh, man. And, but they said they gave us a four point something, 4.5. Oh, because it was like, it, other than that, it tasted great. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. So so we. It's like we, drinking moonshine or yeah. something. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was. It was really hard. It was bitter. I mean, like yeah. from an IBU point of view, this thing had to be a thousand IBU <laughs> if you ever reached that level. Anyway, um, we put it out there mm. because a it, the aroma was intensely delicious. It mm. was it was citrusy. It was it, you know it was like eating an orange, fresh mm. orange. Um, and it, but we we made it so that people understood. Hey, if you're gonna drink this, you want to drink this last, and yeah. you don't want sixteen <laughs> ounces of it. No. But, you know, guys being guys, you know, they were like, I can do it. Did you and, have a challenge? Uh, they did it themselves. And when they drank it, they were like, I can't drink any. And it, I can't taste anything else. Oh my so God. that was that was another, you know, mistake. And and again, from those mistakes, we you realized. You learn, yeah. Yeah. You know, these are ounces. <laughs> these are pounds. These, these are pounds. pounds. <laughs> That's an important. I would do. I would make that mistake yeah. for sure. I've baked a few times. <laughs> Until you like, see what 15 ounces looks yeah. like versus what 15 pounds yeah. looks like. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to be a six barrel batch and it ended up being like around just a little over three in total mm. and change because yeah. of the absorption how long like do you mean when you say three barrels that's how much it it actually made yeah how long does it usually take you to get through like three barrels is that like a small batch considered? it is a small batch yeah uh-huh. for us it takes us about a week and a half oh wow okay yeah. so it didn't and i feel like too if you make if something happened and it's not like exactly what you want like and people like it hey if it's out there for a week two weeks yeah, what's the say there's an ask for every seat yeah. 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 Just because yeah. something isn't your cup of tea, somebody might be like, hey, I'll try it. You know, Do you know what they it, did. Yeah. It kind of reminds it. me of like, I love salt and vinegar chips, but if you eat like too many, it like messes up your mouth. Yeah. And you like really can't. Yeah, like, uh, what were they? Warheads? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Warhead yeah. candies. But you yeah. keep eating them. Your tongue, they're delicious. Kids would that have like bleeding exactly tongues. Exactly the net result. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly. So think like of it, it as a salt and vinegar beer and, and, and people drank it, but they enjoyed it. And, yeah. And it still tasted good, but. You lost all flavor. There was a yeah. little pain. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of pain. That's yeah. okay. Sometimes so, it's <laughs> worth it. The faces were great when they drank it. It was like a little kid, you know, <laughs> sucking on a lemon for the first time. That that face. Um, and then you know we did the Oreo beer. Um, we, you know, over a hundred pounds of Oreos in a stout, and that came out amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Was that except what? Except the first time we used the Oreos, we used the entire cookie, cookies, and, and the cream. filling. Yeah. Yeah. And so periodically when we'd be put, so the cream certainly all melted during the boil, but after the beer was cooled, it kind of solidified yeah. and congealed. Yeah. And yeah. so we'd be pouring the beer oh, and no. periodically there would sort of be these blobs, these blobs yeah. of, frosting. of, re- of blobs reconstituted of, yeah. Oreo yeah. filling. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't entirely it wasn't pleasant. It was, it was, it, you know, people enjoyed <laughs> it. Attention to it was, details. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were. What, what are those little uh, those little balls? Globules. In, no, the ones in tea now. Or, oh, boba tea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, it yeah, was yeah, boba, yeah. Beer. boba beer. It's like boba beer. Boba, boba beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There you go. So, so did you have to remake the Oreo beer? No, I mean we sold it as is, but next time we did it, we just used cookies. Removed, yeah. yeah. So I mean, everything was a learning experience. Yeah, but I licked the filling off of every one of the cookies (laughs) before before I dropped the wafer in. Oh, I love that. I can't imagine what cleaning the equipment Um, after using the cream in it was like. Can't be easy. High power washer. (laughs) I would guess um, so. Hey, just put a waiver. Like, yeah. just so you know, Mark licked all the frosting off <laughs> yeah, before yeah. the cookies they were used. Bo- they were boiled. They were They're boiled. boiled. They're boiled. Yeah, we're kidding, good. everyone, just in case you can't pick up on the sarcasm. I'm sure and then the, the only other beer, you know, the, I mean, there have been quite a few beers that we've made that we really, really love. But, you know, uh, Oh My Soul was the one that for, for many has been kind of like where it hit them in the soul. Okay. Um, love that. And and that was an 18% Imperial stuff. 18%? Yeah. 18, That's high, right? Oh, yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, 36 proof. So it was, it was, it was that's, pretty That's a good delicious. time. Do you serve that in like a, like one of those, very like. Very small snifters. One of those cool glasses. Oh, yeah. I love those. Yeah. That's, and, um, um, when, when I go out with my husband and he gets one of those, I'm always like, only one, babe. <laughs> only one. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah, have more I mean, than one of those. It's, it's been kind of cool because we've got a lot of folks that have told us that they still have their four packs or mm. they've opened a can from their four pack. And it still tastes just as good as when when they first got it. Yeah, I've got a f- couple four packs at home. I've opened one on occasion, and yeah, no, it still tastes the way it should. And it's called Oh My Soul. Oh My Soul. Do you still have it now at the brewery? No, no, no. That we're we're bring we're looking to bring it back and put it into our 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 um, our standard brew cycle. Ooh. But yeah, we haven't made it at the new location. Yeah. I love that. That'll be the one of the ones that we make. Currently at your location, what is on tap? Gosh, we've got. About, I mean, you don't have to name them like all specifically, yeah. but just like you're, you know, or so, you can. Yeah, no, we're we're like about um, seventy five twenty five loggers to ales. Wow. Yeah. Um, we really enjoy loggers, and mm. I think that has been part of something that's been missing in the lexicon of beer here, in general in New England. Yeah. Everything is very IPA heavy. Is lager like a too Guinness? many IPAs? Yeah, too many IPAs. But I mean, IPAs are great. There's mm. nothing. Yeah, I you just don't. Them. If you have 20 beers, you don't need 17 of them to be an IPA. Right. <laughs> Wait, but just... can you describe a lager? Because I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is so, that like a dark beer? No, no. I mean, it can okay. be. I mean, there mm-hmm. are multiple styles of lager, but mm. uh, lager to beer, but it's the process of, of brewing mm. the beer. Okay. Um, so you're lagering it, which means storage, mm. uh, storing it. Um, yeah, it's the and, process and the yeast. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, for our process, since we're, you know, a lot of breweries, time sensitive is is the important key here. Mm. We lager our beer differently in the sense that we do it under pressure, which is called hot fermenting. Huh. Um, and we, we ferment it at a like 72 to 75 degrees under pressure. And you, we get the same results of the, the you know, the beer flavor and... Um, you know, the consistency mm-hmm. of that lager within a 10 day period as it would be from a six to eight week mm. process. Um, I'm not going to say it's a one to one, but yeah. it is very damn close. And our, our lagers have been on par in many cases to, you know, you take a lager that we've made that we've done in a traditional fashion and put it side by side with something that we've done recently. And there, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah, wow. our, our capacity is such that we just don't have the space yeah. to ferment beers that need two or three months. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, we just can't have them occupying real estate for that long. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so and yeah. if we had infinite it, capacity, like, maybe we would brew in a more traditional way, but yeah. we don't. And we need to get things in and out more yeah. quickly. And if we want to brew these beers, this is a way that we're able to do that. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I like that you guys have... Um, a good proportion of like lagers, uh, ales, uh, you know, pilsners. And then you have some IPAs, but my least, my two least favorite types of beer are IPA and Belgian whites. And you go to a lot of breweries and they have a couple of Belgian whites and a bunch of IPAs and like maybe one lager or ale, Mm. maybe a couple, but it's, it's, it's shifting now. People are, getting a little more away from doing just all IPAs, yep. which is great. But for a while there, it was like you went to a brewery and it was IPAs. Yep. 
And it was, boy, it bummed me out. <laughs> and, and we do love IPAs because we do drink them and we do yeah. brew them. Yeah. I mean, one of our favorite ones. It's still like we, the favorite amongst people that go to yeah, breweries. Yeah. So I mean, Poundtown is, is by far one of our best mm. um, double IPAs that we've brewed in a long time. That's what you should have called the one that you accidentally put 15 pounds into. <laughs> <laughs> that was true. Yeah, that would have been right. Do yeah. you think that um, the reason why IPAs became so popular, uh, <laughs> why it became so popular, like IPAs in general, is because before the boom of craft beer, the beers that most people were drinking were like a Budweiser, a, a Bud Light, a Coors Light. Which were Pilsners, uh, ales, yep. light lagers. Like, so like yeah. get, getting the, like, I, was it because people were so not used to the IPA that people were like, oh my God, like we need to get them all the time? Uh, great like question. Voice? I mean, so, I, I, I'll just say from, from my point of view, mm-hmm. I think IPAs at the time when they were coming out, I mean, the California, the West Coast style IPAs, very bitter very you know very sweet yep but they had to offset that that multi sweetness with something which gave it a bit more body which i think was the bitterness mm. and so that is kind of where that craft in my you know from my experience yeah where it really started to kind of come into its own place mm. but then you you know you fast forward a couple of years later and you have someone like you know over up in um up north in vermont and they brew heady topper and that blew doors on everybody because it wasn't a very bitter beer. It was a juicy beer. Mm. It really focused in on the the aromas of, of fresh cut, you know, fresh fruit and yeah. citrus. But it was still slightly bitter, bitter. and it was clearer mm. or and, and, and in some cases very cloudy. That hazy. Um, People yeah. love that hazy IPA. Right. And and where the West Coast styles were very clear, very crisp, mm. very clean. And then you come over here and it's a totally different approach. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's where that that desire for, for those delicious types mm. of craft beer that were coming out were in, were in demand because they were so different from the buds. From the, yeah. Yeah, from the mainstream. Yeah. Um, but even when, you know, when I started... You know, within the craft beer industry or being introduced to it. I mean, there was Pete's Wicked. There was Molson coming out of Canada. Mm. Those really were completely different and unique and, you know, um, delicious for that matter. Yeah. And then you had the basses and things like that that were also offsetting some of the other flavors. Mm. But then, you know, craft really came into its own with the West Coast. Um, and New England kind of putting their spin on it. Yep. Yeah. When we we had another brewer and he was explaining the difference between like an East Coast and a West Coast like IPA and I was like it's funny because like the west coast you think would be like smoother and hazier based off of like the people in the west coast and that <laughs> ours would be like bitter <laughs> and a little stronger more, abrupt, right? more yeah. Yeah. yeah but um it's cool that you, if you can take I think that's the what's so cool about beer and craft beer and brewing and you really can just like make something totally different oh, yeah. and people are going to most like beer drinkers are going to like beer. Yeah. You know, like there's always something that, like you said, like the one that had like all the hops in it, like it's, it wasn't for everyone, but there were people that were like, give me those hops. Yeah. And I think the beer community is always like ready to try something new and be excited about something. And it, I think that's pretty cool. And the warning label behind it too, when we, when we <laughs> released it, it was like, you don't really want to try this because it, it, it will. What it was will, it called? Uh, Galaxy, Galaxy, E, the Y, yeah. and it pronounced like E in, in Spanish, and then Citra. Ah. Um, because those were the two hops that we that used. That were in there. Yeah. <laughs> that and, were triple, well, quadruple? Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, How I many talents more? <laughs> we need to find that Septual. conversion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 15 ounces to 15 pounds yeah. would be about 16 times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it 16 ounces to a pound, right? Yeah. If you ever make that again, can you call it, this is the salt and vinegar chips of beer? <laughs> I feel like that would be a catchy name. Yeah. You can just have it too. You don't even have to credit me. Yeah. Hey, you know, no, you'll, uh, you'll get the credit. Thank you. Thank you. That's what she I'm She made us for. do this again. No, no, no. You don't have to do it again. Um, I am also curious because I feel like you have, I mean, like we said, every brewery, every distillery, every person that we've gotten to talk to who gets to make their product in this way really does it in such a unique and different way than mm-hmm. anyone else. And you have a frozen beer, yep. which I is so unique and so different. And I want to know what made you like do that. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's interesting. So while we were in the process of, you know, construction in our new location, mm-hmm. I had a great deal amount of time on my hands to do a lot more research. And so I was going back into the roots of, 
the process, once again, you know, thinking about the chemistry of it, if I do this. So I did a lot of brewing in my head and at home as well on my pilots, on my, my own personal system mm. from all the research I was doing. Now, at some point during the construction, I needed a break away from everything because it was just driving me crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, managing the construction, managing the, you know, all of these things, trying to get the funding and, and get all of these things going. So I took a break and um, went to Florida with my kids nice. um, and my wife. And, and in, in doing so, I was, you know, we, we went to different breweries because I had to, because mm -hmm. it's part of the research for me. And, and it's funny. It's I say part it's of the research. research. <laughs> you know, it's I, a tax write-off. Honey, yeah, I you know, have to go to the brewery. I do, yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I actually do it in order for, for me to kind of look at what, what's trending. Yeah. And, yeah. and down in Florida, it was really interesting because there was a lot of things happening down there that I had never seen. And one of them was actually frozen beer. Yeah. And I ran into one place that had it. And I was just like, oh, my God, how unique. Mm. And I just and they were doing it with sour beers. And I was like, wow, OK, you know, we have a great sour beer that we make. And I'd like to try that with the sour beer. Mm. So fast forward, we finally opened. Summer was fast, uh, quickly approaching. The um, Providence Flea was moving out and going into downtown. Yep. And you know, we really hadn't gotten ourselves, um, you know, we were ramping our, 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 you know, our venting and things like that. But at the same time, we were also very highly dependent upon some of these events that yep. were coming into the space, mm -hmm. into the building itself. Um, and then, it, you know, it just was like, you know, in a conversation, I think with Mark, I had, I want to get a frozen machine. <laughs> and he's like, why? And I walked him through the process and I, I, I explained to him why. And he's like, okay. Mm. Um, so I got it and we had a sour, we brewed a sour and, uh, but we brewed a, a, in order to commemorate this, this, uh, you know, the new tool, the, the new piece of equipment, the, the frozen machines, we collaborated with new harvest ah, cool. and I, I created a recipe around their coffee and instead of doing like the typical stout, yeah. uh, a coffee stout, I was like, well, why don't we do a, a sour and we'll do it cafe au lait. And so we used their, their coffee in the boil process. Mm. And then in the, in the, in the, uh, in the bright tank, when we were introducing all of the, you know, the, the purees and the other ingredients of the coffee to give it that really nice, Oh well-rounded thick sour um fruited sour flavor yeah and you know that was the inaugural opportunity for us to introduce it as mm -hmm. a offering i and, love that yeah and, and i love the collaboration aspect of it i think oh, is it was incredible great. we love new yeah. harvest rick rick and um, we've had rick on the show yeah rick he's is amazing. great yeah he's awesome yeah. and then ryan his gm over at the at, at new harvest over here at sims was awesome do you get a coffee every time you work um, I, I are wouldn't you... say it's just coffee, um, <laughs> but yes. Are uh, you a coffee drinker though? I only have one cup of coffee a day. Mark? Yeah. I am a coffee drinker. Do you love New Harvest? Their coffee's very yeah. good. Oh my God. It's incredible. Yeah. So is their bourbon. So, so their yeah, spouch. their coffee drinks are like yeah. so fun. Yeah. It's such a smart concept. Yep. Everything in that little building has been like so smart. Yeah. And Isco, Manya down the street. Oh, oh my God. God. Manya and her, you know, and all of that. Is her bourbon. Is it bourbon? No, yep. what's it called? The new one, Blue the Velvet. Bourbon, Blue Velvet yep. bourbon, Insane, yeah. right? I mean, I, I didn't drink I it. Had but. Have, I got my own two bottles. So You got it? <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about how we're like, but we can't get a bottle because yeah. it sells out so fast. Yeah. It's so, so yeah. fun. I tried to get a bottle last time around. I think it was last Christmas. I went like. Eight times. Uh, yeah. Maybe eight different times to try to catch them when they had a bottle and it just wasn't happening. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a it, it great release. Mm. Uh, anyway, so we we partnered with New Harvest. We yeah. we we did the the frozen and we released it both on tap and like just a regular um, you know fruited sour on tap. Yep. And I also released it on as a frozen. So and fun. I don't think we could keep that frozen machine full long enough. I love that on that first night. Oh my god, yeah. that's incredible. And yeah, everybody wants to try it. Oh Everyone wanted to be around here has ever had a frozen beer yeah. before. So. And oh it was interesting God. because a lot of folks that don't like to drink beer 
when they have a frozen beer, realize it doesn't taste like beer. That's what I want. That's why I want to try it. Right. Do and you change yeah, uh, out? Buns and Bites did something with you guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Laura came by. And, Laura. And I think that's did, where uh, I first saw it. I was yeah. like, oh, that's beer. really cool. Yeah. A lot of people did. We got a big bounce from that. Yeah. 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 She's incredible. And her reach is. Oh, my God. She's yeah. a good friend. I love her. And. Yeah. She's been on she's the podcast. Wonderful. She's yeah. also Rick, Laura, yeah. Manya. <laughs> right? Listen, we yeah. got all you guys. Yeah, yeah. Do you change? Like you said that it was the Cafe Olay sort yep. of frozen beer. Is it always that or do no. you change it out? We change it out on a regular basis. Okay. Um, What's it now? So right now, this past weekend, I released uh, because we have um, a, uh, a uh, I'm having a hard time speaking. Really. <laughs> we have okay. a, a black lager, yep. uh, a Schwarz beer. And, um, and, and, and it's chocolatey, but at mm. the same time, it's a lager. You can tell it's a lager. And so what I did is I created two separate beers. One of them is a chocolate peanut butter cup. <gasps> um, and the other one is a pumpkin spiced Ooh. with uh, caramel. Oh, my God. And again, can't keep them on the tap, in the, <gasps> in the frozen Man. tap long enough. Um, to to have anything for by the end of the night. Oh, so it's a good problem to have. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's been a wonderful problem to have all summer long because yeah. it really has opened up an opportunity for us. Because it's like, wow, who would have thought that people would like to try, you know, strawberries in a sour, <laughs> you know, in a frozen yeah. beer. Um, oh my god, but yeah, I can't I mean, wait to try know, it. Fruit in a sour beer is fantastic. Yeah, and but you know, it then you introduce it with other beers to mm. see what they taste like. We had a. We had a pina colada that we did with our second anniversary, and you'd swear that it tasted like spiced rum. Oh, my God. I need to try one of these as soon as possible. I think it's cool, too, that you can kind of really play with the seasonalness of it. Like you just said, like the pumpkin with caramel, Mm -hmm. chocolate peanut butter. Like that's so fall feeling. Like that's like the perfect thing I want to drink right now. And then for Christmas... You could do like gingerbread or you could do, right. I don't know, candy. Can- mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if mint beer would be disgusting or not, but mint beer, like <laughs> there's so many things you could try that is like, you know, that holiday, Christmas, holiday vibes. Yeah. Like, and because you said you, you, worked- I used to back in my bartending days, I knew some older guys that would chew gum when they drank beer. See, which I just I'm always thought something. was the craziest thing ever. Well, you're trying to kill the flavor of the Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, onto something. Mint, mint, be- beer. mint beer. Mint beer, baby. Mint beer. I love well, it. So actually, Each their own, I guess. <laughs> actually, as you say that, we could perhaps do something like that because I don't know if you've ever had this before. I don't know if you like stouts, but yeah, we if, did that if, with a- if, if you pour a little bit of clear cream de menthe in the bottom of a glass and then fill the rest of it oh. with stout. It's absolutely delicious and it tastes like a mint Girl Scout cookie. Oh so my that, that, God. Is, that is something we absolutely could do. Oh there my you go. God. Well, no. No. You can't I mean, have, we couldn't uh, use cream de menthe. Yeah. But, no, however, but you could make it a minty, mint, like right. a Girl Scout cookie, get, peppermint yeah, patty correct. kind of flavor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that sounds like a dream. Yeah. And if it was frozen, yeah. Okay. All so right. that was the other question. But doable. That, but yeah. doable. Okay. Yeah. So that's the other aspect of it. I mean, we've gotten a lot of requests mm. to, to keep the frozen machine going for the winter. And I'm like, well, okay. People well. will drink it. And there's this like, yeah. uh, people are like, oh, people only want frozen stuff during the summer. Like, no, right. I, I eat ice cream in the winter. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this is New England. We all drink iced coffee yeah. all, <laughs> yeah. year yeah. Round. all year round. It's <laughs> right. not, exactly. you know, there's even like you were saying the frozen beer, the first one, like the Cafe Lay. In my first head, I'm like, Listen, you know your audience. You know that New Englanders, well, Rhode Islanders love their iced coffee. Yep. So what better than like an iced coffee, an iced cappuccino, a beer, right? an iced beer. That's also yeah. basically a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like the dream. Yeah. You're in, you, you got it. You got it down. Yeah. That's I the mean, dream. People will, will either drink it, you know, I mean, we've done half and half. So we've mm. done where it's half of a beer and we've floated the frozen on top oh, or we've cool. blended two separate frozen beers mm-hmm. into one. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the peanut butter chocolate, uh, the chocolate peanut butter cup and then the pumpkin spice blended together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, was, it was crazy. a dream. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And because yeah. you said nothing not to like about that. Yeah. One. <laughs> right. Because you said your real estate is small and you have to be mindful of how long it takes to brew things. You can do things pretty quick. It seems like yep. quickly, like seasonally, which yep. is exciting. So if you have like yeah, an we can idea pivot pretty quickly, how long does it take to brew like a beer, like 
Oh, pumpkin spice or whatever. Like how long on average would it take well, to the, do that? The base alone, I mean, for, for that lager, I mean, it was 10 days, 10, 12 days oh. for that black lager to, to go from, from grain to glass. Okay. Um, for some reason, I thought you were going to be like eight months. No, so, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's even no. quicker than I was expecting. Yeah, because I mean, the, the, our process for, 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 for lager, uh, for fermenting mm. uh, a lager is, is not the traditional, but you yep. get the net result. Yeah. Same net result. Um, but yeah, for us, I mean, it's a matter of kind of looking at what we've got as, you know, from in our portfolio and then saying, well, what would this blend well with? Yeah. And so that, that's where we'll, we'll blend a lot of these things together. What do you think Um, your holiday flavor is going to be? I want to know. Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a huge eggnog fan. (gasps) I didn't even think of eggnog. Oh my God. I love eggnog. But then again, you know, the pumpkin spice, it, it's, it it lasts. It lasts. I mean, at least until like deep November. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, honestly, I think it lasts all year. Yeah. I mean, I might do a turkey beer. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That would be so funny. Hey, there've been clam, you know, clam flavored. Yeah. Clam stout. I mean, I mean, you could do something that's like uh, savory with like a little cranberry saucy kind of Mm. feel to it, you know? Turkey dinner. We We could boil a turkey in the water first. Oh. Yeah, no, no, not vegetarian the, friendly. Then make it frozen. Yeah, make it, <laughs> then make it frozen. We'll freeze a turkey. Frozen turkey porter. Yeah. I lo- well, um, we had um, someone from Narragansett here, and jokingly, he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna make like a hot wiener sel- seltzer," and I was like. I bet people would be into that. Like, I oh, think yeah. that people would, and I think that they ended up making it. I think they did make a really small yeah. batch of it. Yeah. So people would definitely be into a turkey beer. Yeah. Especially like a Thanksgiving cozy turkey beer. Or with hot dog water. Yeah. Oh, mm. put like a pile of mashed potatoes on top <laughs> as a floater. Mm. I mean, I would eat that part of it. Yeah, if you can um, only see my face through this. <laughs> yeah. He's not but amused. It's very stone yeah. face. I think Efren's mad at us. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Really quick, because we've had you guys here for a while. Um, I like I love to ask people, like especially like um, people in wineries, distilleries, breweries. Like, what is your preferred beer of choice? Not it doesn't have to be something specific, as in like this beer from us. I just mean like style of beer more so. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite, Mark? You want to go first? Ooh, I don't know that I have a favorite. You I don't. Mean, I like a pretty wide range of yeah. beers. Okay. I try to seek out different things. You know, I've been thinking about the earlier conversation about IPAs, and yeah. you know, I like IPAs very much. But I think, I think one of the reasons that people are fatiguing of them, especially the quote unquote sort of New England style IPA, mm. is in, in a very real sense. It's kind of anti-beer. Really, what it is more than anything else is a hop delivery system. And it focuses on the hops to the exclusion of everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Those beers don't, a lot of them don't even have any any bitterness hops. Mm. It's focused solely on late edition hops that bring out the flavor and the aroma of Mm. those things. And while I like those things, um, there's no bitterness, there's no malt, there's nothing that we, that we think of as being the hallmarks of what beer actually is. Ah. Um, and so I appreciate the fact that we're getting back to doing lagers and yep. maltier stuff and more traditional English and German styles. And that seems to be a larger trend. Mm. Um, but as far as a specific style that I love, I don't think you I have one. can't choose your fave. No. What about a cocktail? Well, I'm a bourbon drinker, so okay. Manha- Manhattan's more okay. than anything. That's yeah. a good one. I yeah. like. I mean, I can't drink in Manhattan, but <laughs> I would be on the floor. But I know why people like them. Yeah. Ephraim, what about you? Um, Pilsners have always been something my dad mm. has always enjoyed, um, and it's something that I grew to love. So I, I, I really find myself into that style more mm. often than anything else. Okay. Um, and and something I, I I forgot to mention too is that when I was in the process of opening up the brewery for the first time over in North Providence, my dad I had always known that he worked at, as a distributor for Tropicana Beer in Cuba oh, cool. when he was younger. Um, little did I know that you know he was also one of the brewers. Um, oh. And so when when he realized that we were opening, he was like, you know, I used to brew beer, and I'm like, wow, okay, whole. I, you know, Full circle moment. Yeah, and it was kind oh, of like weird. generational. So now I, it feels wonderful to be mm. like almost like a second, you know, second generation brewer yeah. in, in my family. Um, but he was the one that introduced me to to pilsners mm. because that's what he liked to to drink, and so therefore I like to drink them. Mm. Um, but you know, 
cocktail wise, I'm I'm with Mark. I mean, I'll, a little I'll do flashy. A, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I'm I'm straight straight burbs. Yeah. So yeah. Or either that or a very um, peaty rye. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. I'm a whiskey guy as well. Yeah. Neat. I'm yep. a That's I'm it. a ridiculous cocktail drinker. If it has like you like the fun stuff. I like the fun yeah. stuff. Oh. Although I'm also like a very I like a vodka soda. I mean a a tequila soda. Like the only, that. I think, the only variation I typically do from whiskey is summer, like at an outside bar. I'll do like either like a vodka lemonade, mm. or I was doing um, uh, Hendrix lemonade and elderflower, Whoa. and it's just like an awesome that summer drink. Oh my god, a, p- a pear martini in the yeah. fall. <laughs> Although actually, a so uh, a a, would, a pear beer would be good for espresso martini. Is a, is mm. a good one here. I knew Harvest. Dirty yeah. martini for me. Mm. Vodka. Well, but, pear, pear beer is Perry, which is not unlike cider. It's made with ah, pears. Ah, so it's a like. But could you make a beer that had a pear taste? Oh yeah, probably. And not like not like a. Yeah, you know what I'm hops, saying? The hops, the hops alone would be the ones that would be the driver for mm, that flavor. Yeah, that would be a good fall yep. fall vibes. Yep. A little cinnamon. Yep. Um. Now we've had you guys for a while. We don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh no. It. It's a beautiful day out. We're not going back. You're not going back. Yeah, no, <laughs> we no. Have a little more cleaning to do. But. Relax, yeah. enjoy your day. Yeah. Um, but with Providence um, Brewing Company, is there anything going on in the next few months, in the next year that you're excited about? Are you guys just going to keep keeping your head down, doing your damn thing? Is there anything we should know about? Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're excited that we're going to be in in October. We're, it's going to be one of our busiest months. Yeah. Um, there's. Uh, Steel Yard has their Iron Pour happening mm. on the 22nd of October. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be a part of that with, al- along with all the other businesses on the street. Amazing. Um, we'll have a, our, our vending table out on the street uh, with, you know, Isco and Revival mm. and New Harvest. So we'll be, we'll, we're excited about being a part of that. Um and we're ex- even more excited that, you know, Providence Flea's coming back. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot oh of God, fun on so Sundays fun. again. Yeah. Right. And the farmer's yeah. market will leave Lippet Park soon and yeah. they'll be back in and yep. it'll be the full market on Saturdays. Love and that. So, I'm excited um, for that. We've got a lot of music throughout the, uh, you know, the, the latter part of 22 schedule, a lot mm. of live, live events. Love um, that. So it's, it's been, it, it, there's a lot of good stuff happening in October, November, and mm. December um for us and you know that we've been able to cultivate and you know and, and build up uh, a solid base yeah um, the more people that come to those events will find out that we're in that building right yeah yep. yeah absolutely. people are still finding out about yeah. us and so um that's really for us the most important mm. thing is that you people come to these know. events mm-hmm. that they, they find out us about uh, find out about us subsequently yep have a beer, hopefully love it and yeah, come back. And come yeah. back. And so yeah. that's, that's the name of the game for yeah. us right now. Well, with farm fresh in general, I know like timelines of businesses opening were like kind of staggered. So I know if like for the first, yeah, it wasn't months, like one big grand opening. Yeah. Right? yeah, opening yeah. Just opened so right. I think every business there is open now, right? Yes. So it's like, na- like it's a good time. You're Rights be- is about to get, about to, about they to had open, like a, yeah. right like a soft opening or whatever. Um, So like this is the best time. This year is going to be so exciting because like everyone's out and about and everyone's going to be going to all the places. They're not going to be like, oh, is that place open or not? I'm not sure. Everything's going to be there and people are going to like, we got to get the rest of that block on here. I know. I mean, we've, yeah. had a, we've had a lot. We would need like reds. We need revival, reds. Revival and Tallulah's. And yep. then we'd be, we did mock. And we'd oh, have yeah. pretty much everybody, I think. That area, <laughs> yeah. Sims would be covered. Yeah. 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 I think we could Jake do it. You get in from Tallulah's. You get, um, you get yeah, Deja from, from Reds. Chef Pete over at Anchor, if you haven't had him already. No, we Anchor. have. Yeah, Anchor Listen. Toffee. That's we right. Anchor Toffee. Anchor Toffee. Yeah. Oh, my God. We yeah. got to do this. You've already had Rick and Ryan. So, yeah. Yep. We, we had Manya yeah. from Isco. Yeah. And we've had Sean. Got to bring Sean in and his crew from uh, Revival. Oh, yep. yeah. We need to Revival. We've had yep. um, Kate from Rights, too. Right yep. Scoop. Yep. We got some more people to have on. Yeah, we got a, we got a list now. Yep. We got a list. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Nick usually does a last sort of like. Yeah, quick. Just uh, in case anybody uh, wants to follow what you guys are doing. Um, assuming a good place to go is your website. You got a great web address. It's super easy. It's pvd.beer. That's right. That's incredible. Great. It's easy. Uh, there are oh links on God. here, I believe, to your your social media if you scroll yes. down to the bottom. Uh, but on Instagram, it's mypvdbc. And on Facebook, it is Providence Brewing Company or at pvdbc. Who's Perfect. obsessed with dogs? 
I am. You are? Yeah. Okay. I love that there's dogs like yeah. all over the place yeah. and within your branding and on yeah. your t-shirts. Yeah. And I think it's... So what? So this is Izzy. So this was my, my babe That's... from from childhood How was your dog? um and then now the other two dogs that you see in there there's um barley he's the one that's at the bottom of the oh page God, yeah he's the uh the silver weimaraner oh and then blue is the blue weimaraner so that oh those are gosh. our babies mark do you have dogs no <laughs> he has he has a son yeah okay all right <laughs> Right. Close enough. That's close enough. That's, <laughs> I, I, I can get down with that. Um, well, thank you guys so much for being on. This is so fun getting to pick your brains and thank learn you a little much. bit thank more about Providence um, Brewing Company. Um, I knew you guys back from when you were in North Providence. Yeah. Um, and then obviously COVID happened and it was so excited to see you all pivot into into yeah. Farm Fresh. Like that was so exciting for me. Um, I love that area. So um, I think it's exciting for like a lot of people, but me personally, I'm Aww. just so happy that you, you guys are there. And I love Tallulah's. You guys are right next oh my to God, each yeah. other. It's the it's yeah. a it's a and Manya, I gotta go get my vodka soda. Then tacos and beer go together. Tacos, oh my beer. Yeah. tacos, beer, and they do with that, that spicy, you know, that spicy mule that they make oh, over at, yeah. at Isco. Yeah, sign mm. me up. I'm ready. I'm, I'm going over there now. Oh, good. Me too. Go. Maybe nice. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you. Um, but thanks, guys, so much for being here. We're so excited to see like all the fun things you have going on with Thank all the you. events happening. Thank you. Um, keep us in the loop. We we love to hear from you. We're so happy you're here. Thank you. So thanks much. again. Yeah. Yes. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Sure.